All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am SoloBase15, nice and comfy in my house. And on the other screen, you see my good friend Zareth, and that is not his house. How's it going, Zareth? Still nice and comfy solo. I have two enormous margaritas in my belly as we speak. <laughs> That's So you're comfier than me at this point in time. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say comfier than most. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So there's actually a lot to talk about with you and your margaritas and no popsicles. Um, Still have some warm, warm fizzy water, warm, warmed fizzy water. <laughs> I mean, that's close to a popsicle, right? Um, <laughs> if only. But so, so a lot's kind of happened in the past week in this game a 5v5 has started uh Yay. with with the new crons um b we got the second set of java requirements this week um and c malgus just wrecked everybody <laughs> that's no, myself included i couldn't clear him one time yeah <laughs> right it's uh it is quite filthy, and GAC history is up, so we can talk a little bit about everybody that failed, because, my God, did everybody fail. Um, so, why don't why don't we start at the top with, with that, with 5v5. So, a week of 5v5 is concluded. How, how are you feeling about it? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, I look a little shaky, because... Like you said, Malgus just came in and changed everything. Right. It, it is just a really big... Di like, uh, Malgus is essentially a Galactic Legend now in, in terms of how I have to plan. Like, he, you have to treat him like that because especially with his Datacron, like, we, the silly thing is we don't even know about how good Malgus actually is in, like, without Datacron uh, because... He's he just has his awesome datacrons and that's fine and everything, but he's just way tougher to kill. And and also he's not allowed to use his special Omicron at all. If he's you have not. The, the <laughs> so I I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Um uh, yeah, my thought is he's disgusting uh right now with this datacron. Without the datacron, he's going He's not going to be easy to beat per se, but he's going to be easier to beat. But with this Datacron, oh my God. Um, mm. And the key, the the most important part of this is Darth Talon. Um, she may not be Sith Empire, but let me tell you, she makes a huge, and I mean huge difference on this team. If you look at all of the, the GAC history, like when Darth Talon is on the team, the numbers just drop. It's so if there's one thing you learn from this week, it's do not place uh Sith Marauder. Place place Darth Talon. I think so. I that, that seems seems pretty important, to be honest. Um I I don't know. I so people have been sending me screenshots of people who have been, you know, getting holds with Marauder, and I'm like, wow, well, that's awesome. Like, think of how much better you'd do if you put talent on there, right? And so, I, I we actually have those numbers. If you if you put 
talent on the team compared to Marauder or Sith Empire Trooper, the hold percentage uh, increases, drops by 10%, whatever. It's 10% better if you have talent compared to uh, Marauder or Sith Empire Trooper against gas. That's uh, 10%. And these aren't small numbers. It's 820 people fought the team with gas against Talon, and it's at 56%. 771 fought without Talon, and it's at 66%. And those aren't great numbers anyways. That, that I would right. not either of those numbers reliable by any stretch. So right. 56, I'm like, oh, I'm in the school of thought. I'm like, well, we could gamble a little bit. Like, if, if we get the win, it's probably worth the risk, you know, and if you do that two-thirds of the time then hey great and if i guess the big thing would be if you could get a guaranteed like half kill so that it's easy to clean up then maybe general skywalker isn't a, a half like a terrible idea but at the same time i mean you want to one-shot things but, but there's not there's not much that can consistently do it like what what teams consistently do it you can see all the data i can't uh it sounds sounds to me a little uh yeah so the teams that can consistently do it um, are JMK. That shouldn't that shouldn't be surprising. Um, and then Supreme Leader Kylo with Daka Zombie and Watt. Sith Eternal Sith Eternal with Watt is at ninety seven percent. I have talked to a couple people that lost with that because his cool he went into ultimate and his cooldowns were just increased every single time. And they they timed out. Um, hmm. But so those you're committing a GL. Like if you want a guaranteed kill, you're committing a GL. That's that's basically what it comes down to. And if you if you want to use Supreme Leader Kylo without without what you're you've got a ten percent chance you're going to lose. Yeah, I mean. I I use Supreme Leader Kylo with like so I I use Supreme Leader Kylo with with garbage leftover first yeah. order so it was it wasn't like it wasn't a reputable counter I would <laughs> say but I was like man I really want to use the Hux first order Tie Pilot team so we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna maintain that team and put the garbage in and in this case the garbage wouldn't do <laughs> it it, it just it catastrophically failed so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss, kind of. Like, I'd like to. I guess a few things I'd like to try. I'm sure people have tried it. I'd like to see what General Grievous could do against this with BB-8. Um, uh, hold uh, hold on. We can find out as live scouting right here. Um, excellent. Actually, with Malik and Bastel in the team, nobody has tried it. <laughs> see i well I, and i don't know like malik might really actually just be i yeah i, I think malik. he's so sad when malik shows up he's like <laughs> oh man i hate that guy oh wait no i i might have done that wrong hold on oh no i did do that wrong so they added the new feature where you can in gg where you can search people okay no uh 8 16 20 23 people tried different versions of Grievous and every single one of them lost. 
Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and assume that all of those guys are idiots. <laughs> I mean, it's no, not I'm... a huge sample size. Like with with BB-8, it's a sample size of four attacks. But I mean, with Malik, I I could see that completely not working. No, uh, you're right. I mean, that's that's the big deal. Is is Malik? Like, I think I feel like the the team just keeps keeps getting worse the more the more you add like random substitutes you're like okay so i mean maybe the first substitute you'd say okay no talent we're going to add marauder and okay yeah. like that, that seems like a kind of somewhat reasonable uh, like swap out right if you right really, the thing is i've never found a convincing place for talent to be anyways i'm like oh yeah she's fine here but like <laughs> probably other places she could be like we don't we, we don't need her right like, just what every person wants to hear, like there are people saying, like, uh, non-vital role here, uh, but, <laughs> but you know, like, so you you could take maybe take her off there in case you know you you really really want her on like a Sith Eternal squad, yeah, thing, uh, or, or Estrella might might be the thing, but then okay, so then you swap out Ma- Malak and you're like, oh, well, Sith Empire Trooper, like he's a tanky tank, like he can do some cool stuff, um. I feel like once you hit that point, then Grievous starts becoming like a little more appealing. Like, hey, we can maybe kill some people here. Like, may- maybe it's not even a full hundred percent counter, but it's like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna dark Basti at least. <laughs> yeah. So that's on the table. Yeah. Uh, so here's a fun statistic for you with them: hmm. a total of two people out of God. It looks like probably forty or fifty. Oh no, even more than that. Total of two people out of probably a hundred beat beat Malgus with bounty hunters. How much do you want to bet those two people were Van Seal just twice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Van Seal. Uh, the thing is, so he put out a counter to to the team, but it's without Talon. And right, so I, I mean, and that's the thing. Like as I was thinking of of bounty hunters, I'm like, you know. We probably can't get first turn against fast Darth Revens, but you know, like let's pretend like we could for a minute as a thought experiment. And the thing that just gets me is you need the two mass assists from Grief and Vok in almost every scenario. And right. every time Algus is damaged, he's gaining turn meter from Talon. And yeah. so if Talon's not there, it's like, yeah, like you you'll be able to get disintegrate immediately and then you can just kill Malgus. If right. you don't if you don't get that, then you're just kind of screwed, basically. So I I don't know. Like I feel like maybe those happened, and for whatever reason, like Talon just didn't. Is there an ability level that she has to get to give turn meter to the to the squad? Uh, for, that for... I honestly don't know. Mm, okay. So uh-huh. one thing that's really interesting to me is I kept it. So I used Sith Eter- or sorry, I used Star Killer to beat it last time, and it was it was by no means clean. It was it was pretty ugly, and right, I, I, I can't say like, oh yeah, I think that there's some pretty certain, you know, that there's a high degree of certainty that that works every time. But um, the thing that I I will note that was interesting to me is like no one is critting against them, and so there's not as much fear going around because Malak is it like when you do an AOE, yeah. you just don't crit anyone. You don't crit Malak and therefore you don't, you don't get 
feared, which I I thought was interesting, at least. Yeah. So I I have those numbers pulled up. Um, if you don't use Mace, the best winning percentage with EP Star Killer is thirty two percent. If you use Mace, it jumps up to fifty percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, I I just have to commit Supreme Leader Kylo and Watt to this Malgus team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. I feel like he's to defense what Star Killer is to offense in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's like, he's a G, he's better than some GLs. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty terrible. Like last night when I was fighting my guy, I I so I cleared the bottom zone with Star Killer and three GLs, and so I cleared it, and I was like, well, thank God, like we got through it. Thank you, thank goodness, we got through it. And then I was like, oh shoot, there's Malgus up top. We might just not clear. Like all, all I right. have is. Star- like if Star Killer fails and we don't kill a substantial amount of this team, so that I can maybe like just Zerg, just Malgus down or something, then like yeah, might not be operable anyways. So yeah, it you know it ended up working. It did win, but I don't I don't know how consistent that is. Like they killed my other two ads. They killed Visus and Plo, which uh, like they're not inspired additions, but. At the same time, like EP and Mara and Starkiller just spammed basics, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's only one other GL that's 100% against Malgus, and that's Ray. That's uh, what against Malgus? 100%. And it's Ray. That is interesting. Jim. How- how, yeah, how big a sample size is that? 21. Okay, uh, so in, enough that like 21 times and none of them lost. Like, yeah. I wouldn't trust 21 people in my guild to do any counter and <laughs> all of that's it. It's like, use a GL on yonder Ewoks and like one <laughs> of them is going to fail. Yeah. You know? I mean, that that's that's too extreme perhaps, but I mean... I mean, that's most guilds, though, where you call out the known counter, and there's going to be a failure or two. Um, maybe right. not against bad Ewoks, but the the point against, like, normal defenses, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay, like a high degree of certainty team, like a team that requires, like, mostly it's just a mechanics mismatch. You're like, okay, Iden Troopers versus, versus Mon Mothma, for instance. Right. You know, like that okay like almost everyone's just going to be able to ace that but every once in a while someone's like oh my gosh like Kyle Katarn did his big lightsaber throw before I could kill him and it killed Dark Trooper and the, or Death Trooper and then then he did it again and like my whole <laughs> team died disaster and it'll never happen again and you're like yeah I actually believe that that'll probably never happen to you again or at least you'll tell right. the story so next time so uh, you know but but like that that'll happen but 20, 21, that's 23, whatever you said. It's 21, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I wonder how, how Ray would do against Malik. Yeah. Or, sorry, Malgus. 
Because I don't, I think he's thick enough that one whirlwind doesn't just kill him, does it? Or does it? Um, well, so Talon is going to juice Ray's mastery, so I don't know. Like, I, okay. I don't know. Um, but so the other GLs, we have JML, his best team is at 68%, and that's with Jedi Knight Revan, Yoda, both Yodas, and Jedi Knight Luke. And uh, Lord Vader is also at 68%. And that's with Maul, Royal Guard, Darth Vader, and Thrawn. 68%? Really? Yeah, 68.4%. Oh, man. That is very surprising. That's that's so interesting, man. Also, this is all GAC. In Territory Wars, he's nowhere near as transcendent. No, no. Correct. Yeah. Um, in Territory Wars, everything, not everything, but like Jedi easily beat him, Starkiller beats him, Gas beats him. I, I assume that Kenobi is like 100%. Like yeah. Jedi Kenobi yeah. on, even in GAC, like it's probably just wipes him out with if, that. If you use a full team, Jedi Master Kenobi has beaten him 55 times for an average of 64 banners. Yeah, I mean that's which he should. Yeah, if if Malgus takes uh, your opponent's Kenobi out uh, out of the <laughs> question, even for poor banners, you're like that. That has to be a win. Like if right. you, if you put put yourself in the situation where that's like, oh crap, we needed something better. Like you were probably hopeless in the first place. Right. So now let's talk about how to take advantage of this, right? Because. If your opponent wants to one-shot your Malgus guaranteed, I mean, the the quote-unquote cheapest option is going to be either Sith Eternal with Watt or uh, Supreme Leader Kylo with Watt. So how do you not just put your own Sith Eternal in the back behind this Malgus? I mean, I I would just not do it because I need him. I need, <laughs> I need him in my life on offense. Like, no, well, I guess the thing is, I have to, I have to. So I, I have all of my pathways for the different squads. Like, you have yeah. to make sure everything works. So, so like Jedi Master Kenobi um, can be freed up to be on offense. Uh, but if you do that, like, I don't know. You have to put a, you have to put a similar team on defense. And if you put a similar team on defense, like. Like Sith Eternal is is I don't know. Like you you could I guess put it on there. I just I don't know. Sith Eternal also counters different teams. Like I guess I could use Jedi Master Kenobi to counter, like to do the mirror. Um, but like that that's also not like a sure thing. Like we saw Clash fail that mirror recently, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we did. But I mean. Sith Eternal could also fa- fail that mirror. Uh, I mean, maybe. I, I guess. I like the way I run it. It's it's really bad banners, but it's. I, I guess you could fail it. I just, it's tough for me to believe, especially now that I have like a a million armor on my Sith yeah. Eternal from the Datacron. Like, you know, and my my Jedi Master Kenobi, if I saved it on the offense, it would be intended for killing Ray instead, like a sure. Datacron. So, like, they kind of, in a way, they they're kind of like different 
I don't know, design space is a weird way to say it, but like counter space. Like I, if I, so I think you're right though. Like, is that something you're planning on or thinking of at least? Well, I accidentally did it all of, all of this week. So, and the one time I took C on offense, he lost. So, um, I mean, I accidentally did it. I might as well keep up with it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think my second match, they put Malgus in front and then and then at the Sith Eternal in the back. And luckily, I still had my Supreme Leader Kylo to, to kill his, his Sith Eternal. Like, that's... But now, like, Sith, Supreme Leader Kylo, yes, it kills Sith Eternal, but now with the new Datacron, at least the people who have the Datacron, like, Sith Eternal, Supreme Leader Kylo is... He's so pathetic now. I'm like, oh, you were already kind of the least anyways, but now you don't even have a Datacron. Like, that's a little bit sad. Um, well, so Supreme Leader Kylo, solo, still solo, super, super Sith Eternal. There's there's a guy in my, in my arena that runs Sith Eternal uh, to climb, and I still go in and solo it of course you have to have you have to have a health build on them you can't just go in willy-nilly um but because i mean what that means but (laughs) right my 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 supreme leader kylo has 160k health and 13k offense so he's not (laughs) he's not fast but he does what he does and he does it well uh but i i I mean, and I full solo. I mean, not I don't bring in KRU. I don't bring in Watt. I I full solo. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I guess the thing would be, like before, like Sith Eternal. Even without, if if you just totally take Datacrons completely out of the equation, um, there were certain builds that you could take with Supreme Leader or with with Sith Eternal that would 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 basically just stop a Supreme Leader Kylo solo like you know you sure get ability block and you know you get ability block and you get um healing immunity healing immunity yeah, like yeah. Th- those two those two things combine to make it implausible that you are able to uh you know solo sith eternal with this so yeah one way or another though i mean supreme leader kylo is a counter to sith eternal regardless yeah. um just you know, potentially for bad banners, but one way or another, it's it's hard to imagine a scenario where he loses, really. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so it's man, it, this this Malgus is, um, <laughs> this Malgus is go completely changing the landscape, which I'm actually happy about because. I like when things get switched up and it's not the same thing every single time. I mean, I tend to agree. It's just a weird thing. It's like, okay, every person is going to have Malgus on defense. Like, ever since he came out, I don't I don't know how many rounds he's been. Like, so he's been out for, what, a total of... Is it six rounds or nine? Um, seven. Right? No, it would be ten. Oh, wait, no, nine, nine, three. nine, because we're not in an odd number. So he would have been out for nine. 
Yeah. So we've uh, we've faced we faced this team. Uh, I faced this team nine times since it came out. Like yeah. he's been on defense every time. Like without any kind of break. Like there, there's no hesitation on anyone's part. They're just putting him. They're you know like they're enthusiastically putting him on defense. And the only times my alt hasn't faced him is when the opponent hasn't unlocked him, which is I think like once or twice total. Right. Of course, in three v three, he's you can beat him with with just a Jedi team like Jedi Ma- Jedi Knight Luke. But with well, and I don't know, like now that he's as Datacron, that might be totally different as well. Um, but yeah, everyone's just enthusiastically putting him on defense, and now it's like it, the the weird thing is it does it almost doesn't change anything because what you're doing now, okay, so if I have Malgus and I'm like, okay, my I have Malgus, my opponents will all have Malgus, and this is all end game, of course, you know, for the people in mid game who are thinking or who are listening to this in a rhodium who are like, man, I barely see Malgus. Uh, so for me personally, I, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to see Malgus, I'm going to place Malgus. That means I can actually afford to take Malgus, or I could take one extra GL on offense and leave Malgus in his place. And it's almost like we didn't move anything. It's like, well, now I <laughs> my GL to counter Malgus, and your opponent has to do the same thing. Right. Yeah, and that's, well, that's, I mean, that's not the first time we've kind of had that happen, right? Because, um, like, 3v3, it was the old Jedi Knight Luke with the 25% turn meter and all that garbage. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody, I find it funny because everybody has complained about, um, everybody has complained about the GLs in with Datacrons and why do the GLs have to get Datacrons? And in every single, well, in the last two sets, it's been the non-GLs that scare me more than the GLs. Oh yeah, I mean, some of the toughest defenses, I'm like... Dude, you're not showing any Galactic Legends, and this is super rough. Right. Right. And that, I mean, it's <laughs> like Jedi Knight Luke from the last set, he is by far the scariest Datacron out there right now. Um, Malgus, same thing. Um, it's the the non. And so Ray, Raycrons. They're scary, but not. I mean, not really, because he, nobody can put Jedi Master Kenobi on defense because literally everything beats him right now, including non GLs. So you just <laughs> your Jedi Master Kenobi says, "Okay, Ray, goodbye." That's um, but I'd rather I'd rather face Super Ray than Malgus, and in three v three, I'd rather face or I'd rather face. Super Ray, then Malgus and Jedi Master Luke with the Jedi Knight Luke uh, Datacron. Yeah, I mean, isn't that weird? Like, they're, they're yeah. not glad yet they have that status with us. Right. I mean, in 3v3, I just completely stopped using the Jedi Master Luke Datacron because Jedi Knight Luke was there. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I, we'll have to see. Yeah, 
3v3 is weird, man. It's like I, I have so many extra turn meter crons that I just don't. <laughs> Especially my alt. My alt, I was like, I was doing my fights last night, you know, as as I will. And I was like, man, I have like three turn meter crons that I'm just not going to use this fight. And I used them in every place possible, including on defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I was using the turn meter crons on dark side teams just for the stats. Because I had I had too many of them in 5v5. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. One thing that I totally overlooked from set one that I will not overlook next time we get it is big boost to percent health on Grievous. Yeah. Yep. Like, so the other day I was taking, I took my Grievous squad against a really, really crazy modded, um, really crazy modded Commander Luke team with, with all the relics and everything. And um, I, I was like, okay, like what, what Kron can I use? And I just happened to click on my Ayla Kron and, you know, like the, the stun, stun Kron and everything. It's, it's a really good one, but I was like, yep. okay, I don't think I need to use this one. I don't think I need this one. Um, and it had 30% extra health, among other things, you know, um, and it just, I don't know, like the extra health just really, like General Grievous, it was such a weird fight, because I ended up killing Han Solo first through guard. <laughs> that That is a weird fight. And then I killed Commander Luke second, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if, it's like one of those sentences that you utter, and it's just so strange, and so, like situation specific that you're like i don't know if anyone has actually uttered that sentence in <laughs> world ever uh, like I, I don't know that anyone has ever killed han then luke uh, when both were under guard first <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah I, you're like i don't at this point i don't know what to do like <laughs> normally i work up to killing those guys and they're already dead like i i guess we just start from the beginning yeah right. Well, and I don't know if that's attributed to 30% extra health on Grievous, but it, it did seem like he was just doing a ton more damage. Yeah. I, and he probably was. Um, yeah, it's going to be... So we're probably... If, the, if it's similar to last set, we're probably like eight days out from them telling us what the next... What set four is going to be both the stats and the abilities. That's... Okay, so oh, go ahead and finish. Then oh, just... I was just going to say, that's going to be a really fun day to start planning because we're losing all the Galactic Republic ones. We're losing the Resistance ones um, and Inquisitors. It's going to be, set four is going to be really interesting. Oh, it is. It totally is. Um, okay, so so two questions. Number one, Will they uh, actually expire? Like because because this is the the end of the exhibition. Unless season four is the end of the exhibition, because they want to see how they transition or something. But um, like will will that happen? Do you think? Um, we have an end to set one and a start to set four. Yeah. Or will they just hit the pause button? And say, okay, guys, play with this for a while. We're going to design the real Datacron set, and we'll tell you about it later, more in the future. I think, I think set four will be the start to the changes. So I think set one is still going to expire, 
but set four will be what they intend to change. So as in, okay, so set one expires after three months, but set four is scheduled to release, like they release it and it only expires, just for example, if they make this change, it'll expire in three months time, or sorry, in, in nine months time or something like that. Like Right, yeah. yeah. Amount of time, or they'll make a change to make, you know, level nines easier, or they'll make it so that level nines don't do Galactic Legends or whatever, like, Right. Do you think the, the at least tentative permanent change will be set four? Um, I think so. I think so. At, after set one, we saw them make some changes. Um, I think they've got a bunch of their data from set three because every every season they've done something differently. I think set four, they have the information now. It's just a question of what they're going to do with it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I just, I just wonder if they're going to be like, okay, well, we, di we didn't have all of set three's data to sit down and digest. So, so guys, go play with one, two, and three for a while. <laughs> We're just going to take set one, two, and three and internalize it and really figure out what's best and we'll come back to you in a few months yeah well so that's the nice part about how they're doing this is um nice part I, I, it's probably not the right term but with conquest being at the start of the cycle like they basically have their information because they had the packs available they had conquest is where you farm it i mean the next two weeks it's going to be we get two more TWs with this set and, uh, you know, the the store. So I think they have most of their information from set three. Okay. I, I mean, I think, I think I tend to agree. I'm just asking the question. Um, and then yeah. second, do you think that they will release all this data in a separate post or... Will they release it during the road ahead, which should needs to be like tomorrow? Please, <laughs> G, please tomorrow, give us profundity kit and. Well, well, so Chrome has already said the road ahead's not coming until the middle of September. So, uh, well, well, how dare they not do it this week? <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, the set four has to start on what September seventh. Like there, there's. Uh, September 5th, sorry. Um, so, I think, you know, we'll get the changes as part of a separate post. I think next week. I think next week we get the Java requirements and the set for information. And the, the final marquee for Java. Oh, wow, next week, you think? Okay. Well... Oh. So maybe not. I think we one hundred percent have to get the set four information next week because yeah, it the the set begins on the following Monday. Mm -hmm. So they they have to give us have to. This is CG communication, but I expect them to give us the set four information uh, next next week. 
Yeah, they get they've given us a decent lead time each time. Um, right. Okay, so how do you feel about this? I, I've been thinking about this lately, and maybe I'll talk about it in my plan video as well. But uh, for now, I I would love to hear your thoughts on. Um. Okay, so CG has been just unpredictable. I guess is maybe the right word for. Uh, the the big releases that are coming out um it's like okay we're gonna release padme but we didn't really know about padme until they were like hey padme you know, guys you know <laughs> yeah. like we didn't really have much of an inkling and they didn't really set a timetable it's just just hey padme it's it's here if the event right. is coming get ready you have a couple weeks and um now so they still have elements of that and yet they've they've changed in certain really important ways first of all we have two really important hard dates that they have to release the next set of info such as the conquest date for you know like so once ben solo is done every three months they just have to by a certain date release the data on the next character like they have to tell us yep. they, they have to be like oh we're delaying a month because that, that isn't how the timetables work they have to similarly every month they have to release or at least right now as long as the cadence is once per month they have to release out the data cron information for the uh, next month at, at, at the very least once once that month you know gets here like they don't have to release it in advance i guess but you still have like Okay, guys, you have one month, and then we have to know this, or we're, it ruins everything. Like, right. how do you feel about that? Like, if it, like the hard dates that they have to release stuff. Uh, I'm glad about them. <laughs> I I like routine. I like being able to set my clock by something. So I am all for it. Um, what's funny to me is for how long have we been or we, the community been screaming, we want information earlier. We want more information earlier. And so they've actually done that this summer. Like they told yep. you about Grand Inquisitor super early. They told you about these mod changes and the road ahead super early. And so it's really funny to me because now I see a lot of people like cursing them for giving the information so early when it wasn't ready to go immediately. <laughs> and Eight months ago, people were begging for this exact thing. <laughs> so um, I find that really funny. But I think with the hard dates that they needed to give us information by, I'm glad because it we we will know something on those dates. Like next week, we can go into next week and say, I'm getting information this week. And... Mm -hmm that that's what's exciting to me so i'm i'm very glad for it yeah man i love it i love like give us more information this is great so like grand inquisitor has been kind of in the community like a lot of people have said that he is disappointing on a lot of levels and yeah frankly he, he is on some i'm like man he could have been more but um end of the day okay so he's he's doing you know he was also, you know, his squad, his squad costs a lot to, to gear and everything, but they told us way earlier, like crazy earlier than they've ever told us for any legendary character. Mm -hmm. Like, 
other legendary characters, it's like, hey, you have two weeks, right? Like, hurry up and right. get that stuff farmed. Like, you probably can't, but maybe you can. Like, hurry up, hit those refreshes. You know, maybe you can unlock it with, you know, and profundity too. Like, yeah. if you release it this week, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's it's totally different though, because this is a longer lead time that they gave for Executor by a substantial amount at this point. And you just have to wonder, you know, like, are they the, the, they're giving us all of this information way in advance. It's, it's just throwing me off, but it, it's nice <laughs> as well. It is. It is though. What's funny is it creates, it creates panic buying for them without them actually forcing the panic. So like they can say, guys, we gave you for like Grand Inquisitor, we, gave you two months notice it's not our fault you thought it was coming next week and you bought this character <laughs> same thing with profundity i mean that happened to us with inquisitors like yeah i have profound regrets that we spent money on you know we spent uh you know we, we soft whaled or whatever on on some of those inquisitors when we absolutely could have gotten them without spending money like we could have just farmed them normally right but, it was nice. It was some good leisure time to be able to get them ready in time. You know, like once yeah. Inquisitor was really Grand Inquisitor was released, it was like, okay, well, you know, maybe the event's gonna be tricky, but otherwise we're ready. Like there's a certain level of peace of mind that's nice, but at the same time, like Seven Sister could have waited, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. Um man, I, it's it's it, it's it, that's quite as funny. In fact, you and I talked about it a little bit earlier of that squad is what you invest into it. Um, because in Territory Wars, it's beating gas and it's beating, um, it's getting beating gas with you like button pushing, like just have mods on them and it's beating gas. Um, but it's also beating Jedi Master Kenobi and everyone's like, this squad is garbage. <laughs> but, but they're, they're beating gas and Kenobi in their game mode. Um, and actually, in GAC, they they still beat gas. Um, so, yep, that happened to me in my second round this week. Yeah, the guy recorded all his videos except for that one, but he he used yeah Inquis Inquisition against General Skywalker. Yeah, and you're right. I I did, I have to chuckle actually. Uh, I mean, okay, so this isn't everyone. Um, but by far, but what makes me chuckle is when people are like, "Man, he can't do anything. He can't kill any of these cool characters." Like I've tried, I've tested, yeah. and, it and I'm like, first off, I I usually just don't trust people's testing, and second off, looking at their relic levels, like, do you really think? Okay, so we've posed the question before. Yeah, do you really want General Skywalker, or sorry, Jedi Master Kenobi to be countered by a, like a bunch of marquees plus one legendary. Right. Like best no. <laughs> the best spot to be countered by that. And and second off, okay, so so even if people are like, yeah, sure, like, yeah, that would be nice. I would like that. And you're like, okay, well I disagree, but that's fine. You know, you can want that. The second, the follow-up question needs to be do you want the Grand Inquisitor squad at Relic 5 to be able to beat full Relic 8 teams of Jedi right. Master? 
utility. Right. Yeah. Like, like, do you really want relic five teams to be able to beat higher relic teams of a far superior and far more expensive squad? Like, yeah. To me, that that's a hard no. I'm like, if if I can beat a Kenobi team with Inquisitors, awesome. But I expect them to be relic eight almost. Sure. The- yeah. Absolutely. Maybe like. Maybe fifth brother at five because he's more support. Everybody else, you know, and that's that'll look like my cast team that is like Rex at five and everybody else at seven or nine, between seven and nine. Um, yeah. And I mean, Bison also said it in chat. And so this is one of the things I've tried to tell people um, everybody, if they spent more all the time that they've spent complaining on Inquisitors, on actually farming and gearing Inquisitors, they they basically paid from themselves just off the challenges and the conquest. And I'm telling you right now, you are going to want Inquisitors in the future. Like, once this Datacron falls off in on September 7th, do not be surprised if in the road ahead they say you're gonna want the Inquisitors for something, like th- just don't, don't, don't be surprised. And that road ahead is going to conveniently, just based on what Crumb said, time well with three months since the Grand Inquisitor event, just just conveniently, and we're getting a clue right around that time as well. Like, I I don't think people realize like cg have been beating us over the head with gear your damn inquisitors um well left and right much like with ray they made super ray and you know they made super ray because not many people had her and then conveniently when the dated cron falls off of super ray oh look there's ben swallow ready to join ray um like CG's giving us hints. People people aren't recognizing the hints, but they're like, guys, gear them up. Gear them up now. <laughs> and people are just like, this team sucks. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about it on the plan last week of, of like, pe- people don't even ask me. Like, I, I, get, I get asked a lot of questions, you know, and that, that's yeah. great. I love asking um. You know, they they are they're always like, "Hey, should I be working on this squad now? Like, it does is it different?" Right. Like, ask that about Aiden, for instance. Like, okay. what's her place in the pantheon? And I'm like, with with Mon Mothma on such a crazy, ridiculous terror right now, you have to have Aiden. Like, Aiden sure. is so like she's just she's Mothra insurance. But you know, uh, like Aiden's relevance hasn't gone anywhere. But uh, you know, I could understand the question. The but. The, the question people don't ask me, and I think they should, uh, they, they just give me the statement of, I'm not working on Inquisitors anymore. Screw that team. That team is worthless. I don't want it. It's such a relief not to have to work on it. And I get that. I, I don't, like, for the team itself, it's very difficult to get excited over it right now. However, there's so many abilities and stuff. Like all they really need is one really nice turd polisher character, and that squad's gonna be tippy top. Like it's gonna gonna be ludicrous speed. Like let's let's go. And 
you know, that they could release it as a marquee, as a conquest character, who knows, as a territory battle unlock, I, I don't know, but they could release it. Um, but then also, but as has been, been said in chat by, by you, like, you're also recouping your losses by a huge amount. Like, it, it takes a while, of course, to get all of the materials and everything. Yep. For, you know, it's, a, it's crazy. The squad is crazy to gear up. And then they're not that good. But the total number of of uh, just just total gear that you get and rewards that you get for various teams that they unlock and give you access to, I mean, it will pay for itself eventually. And the sooner you get them, the sooner it starts paying you off. No one, no one else can run the Inquisition assault yeah. battle. And you know, you know what the funny part about all of it is? They're actually a fun team to play with. Like, I actually enjoy how they play. Um, which which just makes me laugh even more. Like, I enjoy using them in in Conquest because it's like, oh, I'm going to do this AoE, fully ability block the entire team, then Seventh Sister is going to assist. And, like, they're a legitimately fun team to play with. And everyone's just like, yeah, screw them. The like, Inquisitors, who, nobody cares about them. Right. So people, someone in chat says uh, it takes about five years to recoup the Cairo cost. And I mean, that's a valid view on it. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, like, it, it depends on what you're going to take. So it's like, okay, if it's just the assault battle and the assault battle is every month, then okay, that's fine. But yeah. what about all the galactic challenges that happen all the time right now? And eventually that'll slow down because there'll be some new hotness team. Uh, but, but right now, it's, it's every other week, basically. Um, and then on top of that, the conquest, like they, they keep requiring three different nodes need, or three different sectors need inquisition input. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I get the sense that CG is sending us a message. They're like, hey, look at all these cool events now. There's going to be an even cooler event later. Like, get your squad. Right. Up. I man, I cannot wait, and I don't know if it's going to be the road ahead or the clue that Crumb does the puzzle. I am, I will, I would bet good money right now that the Inquisitors are going to be involved next month, and we're we are not that far away. We're like four weeks away from it. Um, I I will bet good money that the Inquisitors have some part in it, and everyone's going to be like. We never saw this coming. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, I mean, my, my alt is still farming them. Like, I'm not farming uh, Fifth Brother because it's Cantina and I desperately need relic materials. And if I can wait a little bit longer to get some characters to relic five, I just will. Yeah. Other, I am farming the hard nodes slowly, not, not double, not, not refreshing. And then I am slowly adding gear to them one at a time. Right. And I, like, I'm going to be ahead of the curve. Just wait. Right. I And I don't think, like, when it comes to gearing, like, get profundity first. Like, that's, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say. But oh, okay. I would make sure I had them seven stars or was working towards them being seven stars. <laughs> Once with shadows, don't, put, don't you put that evil on me. And Inquisitor <laughs> Relic 9 is a Jabba requirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I mean, yeah. so that's that's probably a good transition into the chopper requirements because we got set to no relic nines are needed. Um, <laughs> this is, I mean, they're coming, right? There was one for profundity. Like, there's going to be Relic 9, right? You, you say that, and it's almost like you're not, you're asking it like rhetorically. Like, obviously, it has to be. But I honestly, I, so if I had to bet, I would say yes. Yes, I think there's yeah. going to be a on Relic 9. And it'll probably be the, the, the final marquee character. It'll be like Bib Fortuna or Boosh or whoever. Um, But I, I think that there's an okay argument to be had that maybe Jabba is intended to be like long term more accessible than other galactic legends, so he's going to be have a st smaller startups cost. Um, but then also, I think that it's very possible that he, the cost right now for him is the marquee characters that they're requiring for sure. Oh my god, the gear so. I am living that life right now. Um, the requirements aren't bad. In terms of relics, so far, the requirements are about in line with where JMK was, um, which is better than Lord Vader. Um, and it's so, very forgiving so far. I'm like, wow, yeah. the relic levels are not very unreasonable at all. Right. But with that said, gearing Gamgard gearing Kersantan and gearing Skiffguard Lando to get them to those relic levels? Oh my god, I have nothing left. Like, they have drained, they have successfully drained me, and I had a thousand carbs saved up. I think I had like 800 stun guns saved up. I had, the only thing I still have is Kairos, but that's because I had 2,400 of them saved up. Um, but like I, I did, you know, I I did went to Hot Utils and they they have that uh, the event server like gear counter on there to see how much gear you need, and it's it's the most ridiculous thing. Cause you look at the relic levels and it's like the only thing I need is three hundred and seventy seven more bronziums, which I I don't know how I'm getting those right now, but. <laughs> Then you look at like the regular gear down below, and it's like you would need fifty six thousand crystals if the event started today. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, then. Well, then, and we still have three more sets of requirements. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> die. Um... Yeah, you know, it it would be really interesting, actually. Like. I don't know, it'd be kind of in poor taste for them to do it all the time, but it would be a real a really fun thing to see. Like, okay, um, I'm gonna do my dailies, I'm gonna do my refreshes, and um at the end of it, what is the monetary value of all the things you got in that one day? Like you get some tank raid returns, you get some stuff, and you know, it's like, hey, um, in terms of gear, instead of having to spend fifty dollars on the gear you just got, like you know that that was that was fifty dollars worth of gear that you just got for free, yeah. Just by the game, it would be really interesting to see how much you know, like quote unquote, money we make just yeah. by playing the game and finishing our dailies every day. It would be. I I I completely agree, and that's why 
when I get this character, I will not have spent 56,000 crystals on on gearing up these requirements uh, because there is a lot of passive income. Just between, like, I still need 350 Carbontes. Um, that'll, that'll probably sort itself out through daily challenges and the guild store. Um, right. And oh, yeah, then 350 Carbantes, that's seven purchases of 1400 crystals each. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, a lot of this will sort itself out and it's, he's not coming tomorrow. Like, obviously we have more requirements to drop. Um, but man, I am feeling, I am feeling the pressure on, on not the relics on the gear to get them to relics right now, because they are, yeah. They between this and profundity, they've hit what eight of my thirty-two characters that were not at G twelve or higher. They hit eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... I mean, yeah, that I think that I mean that's that's kind of smart of them, frankly. Like, oh, it you, is. you don't expect, yeah. you don't expect things that are different, really. I mean and the next one is gonna do the exact same. Um Right. Yeah, it's it is just kind of funny though. You're like, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, the good news is I got rid of those those eight characters. So the next one they can't. They, I mean, they can, but they shouldn't hit eight more for the next GL. That's that's a perk, I guess. Well, uh, so, so you farm you farm uh different things to me in guild stores. So I I actually had, I'm still I'm still, uh, I don't know, right around eight hundred carbantes even after I yeah. put. All of, all of their job requirements are either gear eleven with everything possible on them, yeah, uh, awaiting seventh star, um, or they're relict. You yeah. know, but but at one point I got Gamorian Guard to gear twelve because Conquest was like, hey, you have Gamorian Guard and like Elf Woman, Elf Jedi, <laughs> have them both survive in a Conquest match. I'm like, well, I don't really care like I, I probably just have him survive you know at lower levels and get clever but why don't yeah. i just put 12 instead and they'll just put some tanky stuff on you know mods on him and call it good <laughs> um, so i kind of already had him pre-geared but yeah at scando uh, you know skiff guard lando is yeah crazy gear requirements i oh I my god stupid boggles like when you finally look at it in you know, in its full glory, you're like, holy crap. Like, there's that one piece, a gear 11, the gear 12 finisher, I guess is what yeah. you might call it, uh, where it requires a thermal, which is, you know, the thermal, like the Mark V thermal, uh, which is a purple set you need 50 yeah. of. Um, and on top of that, you need a Carbanti, of course. And of then course. it also requires a Mark IV Comlink, which Mark IV Comlinks are a bottleneck now a little bit. And, and you need, the the um the cuff for it and then on top of that you need the gear 11 or gear 12 whatever finisher the gear 11 finisher yeah which is also somewhat rare like it's the like droid collar mark six and that's all just one piece yeah so and it needs two of those <laughs> you're right so scamdo here's his gear requirements for a non-tank he's an attacker remember 
He needs 400 Carbonti, 300 Stun uh, Cuffs, 400 Kyrotex, 200 of the Thermals, 200 of the Mark Orch Comlinks. Like, oh my god. <laughs> He's such a gear whore. And you know, you know the next Marquee is going to be just as bad. Probably. I mean, yeah. I, I the, the the thing is like okay so so if uh if Kylo Supreme Leader Kylo Ren is probably a, actually a decent parallel to how much gear that costs yeah like, right but uh, a Galactic Legend like they just do cost a huge amount of gear and stuff you don't really care because you're you're getting a Galactic Legend like you right expensiveness is just kind of implied like if you don't. If you don't have all the gear ready for the Galactic Legend that you've been working on for months and months, once you finally unlock him, like that's kind of on you in a lot of yeah. ways. However, like Scando, really? Right. Do we for a marquee. Really, <laughs> yeah, like do we really need to pay this crazy level of madness to unlock <laughs> him? Or, yeah. Like, to get, it's like, you know, you. The people who, the people who were like, uh, okay, like I'm just not gonna play with, you know, um, X Galactic Legend. Uh, I guess you know they're like, well, that's not right. part of my person. I can unlock Ray or whatever. That's fine. Um, like, that's fine. They're not they're not paying for the for the gear on on those Galactic Legend. But but like Scando, I don't know. It's it's just he's so weak. He's so pathetic. Like yeah, I I don't know without. He's just their job requirement, and that's it. Um, ooh, but but here's here's the here's a question. Um, I I've been like, we have mixed squats now, uh, like everywhere, and this is almost in a way CG is legitimizing. Just like okay, we're gonna be doing mixed squats a lot. So we have like bounty hunters, you know, because grief and and Mando or or, yep. uh, and then we also have, um, Star Killer. Which is, you know, like you have to have light side and dark side, but but now we have Jabba, which has he has to have a mixed squad if he wants to take Scando, um, but that's not compatible with a lot of other game modes, frankly, right. or at least territory battles it doesn't work, and a lot of times conquest doesn't work if you're trying to get just the all light side like all one type of alignment kills or whatever, right. What what are your thoughts on that though? Like, and does Scando really belong in the Hut Cartel? It doesn't. That's the most annoying part. Like he was undercover for like hours. <laughs> it, I mean, he doesn't belong in the Hut Cartel. Now, I think we're gonna have fun with him in the Hut Cartel. Um, I do think they have. So heavily hinted that PvE content is coming and it's not going to be a raid. Um, so, I think I think we're going to see something that addresses the mixed the, the mixed squads. Because, like, Crumb specifically said on one of the interviews, I don't, I don't remember which one, um, something along the lines of, like, yeah, we've been focused on PvP. That's why we did Datacrons. And now something new is coming this fall. And it, it very much made it sound like 
it's going to be PVE content. So I think Java's going to usher in some new PVE. I mean, I hope so. So uh, half of the half of the angst about data crunch right now come is coming from people who are PVE predominantly, like they like they like yeah. PVE the PVP, and they're like, man, why can't we have something cool like data crunch or they don't use the, that verbiage? Like, why can't we have something right. stupid, ridiculous, and ignorant, and just half short sighted like? And I'm selling these people short, but you know, <laughs> like data though like why can't we use datacrons on, on pve and um a lot of it's just coming from like hey we want a pve update like you could almost translate it directly like right we would love to be able to engage uh, with pve on the same level as we are now being forced to engage in pvp yes yeah which is funny because conquest is huge pve that came out just last year just people don't like it <laughs> but um well and frankly you said just last year like it's august like it's late august in fact like pve does need a shot in the arm yeah it it needs something it needs revitalized a little bit like there's no light side territory battles is so easy now like you you were mad because you didn't get the perfect waves because you missed uh it on ships one time yeah and eventually we're gonna get like it's just a matter of time that we get this profundity um, fleet, and then we're going to be able to get the the easy seventy quote unquote so easy seventy four right. Wait, I mean, I and, th- and that's the most challenging thing. Like the rancor, I guess some guilds are still working on it for sure. I, I realize that, um, but there just hasn't been that much new cool PVE stuff, and yeah, I wouldn't mind something cool and new. No, I'd, t- I'd take a new TB. Oh. I mean, you could do like a Tatooine scoundrel-based TB. Right? Because you, you have you have different factions. You have Tuscans, you have Jawas, you have the Hut Cartel. Like, you could do something on Tatooine. Sure. Oh, Sorties, another one that's mixed as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Grievous, kind of, if, if you take either T3 or way more commonly BB-8. Right. But, I mean, those those are kind of just, like, weird. They, like, they're not actual. CG wasn't like, hey, guys, we got you a Grievous team, and <laughs> one of one really important member of the Grievous team is BB-8. In, uh, right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they didn't market it as that. <laughs> But I mean that that's kind of how it's how it's become. Yeah. And so I I do think I do think that we um we're gonna get something. We're gonna get something PvE related. And like I said, it's not gonna be a raid. I think they're done with raids. Um they I heard somebody else say it and now I can't give credit to the person that said it because I I it just slips my mind uh who actually said it, but they're moving away from be here at a certain point in time type content, right? Like they got rid of the squad arena. They're making the raids more simmable and have flat out said, we're not making another raid. Um, so they could have reasonably 
changed their minds and they they, yes they could have but i i honestly don't think that they have um uh, yeah i i agree with you i just like just yeah. because they say it like i feel like there's a certain just i don't know statute of limitations or something like <laughs> in sure of, you know like okay there's like for instance they used to say uh credit heists are going to be a certain range of time period yeah somewhere between and I'm, I'm not quoting this perfectly but somewhere between every six to 14 days you can guarantee right. going to heist on one day in that range yeah and they were very consistent for a long time and then at some point they stopped doing it and now it is not anywhere approaching that <laughs> right it's... it's like things have to change and that's not a huge deal yeah um but I do think I do think the next PVE content will not be a raid. Um, yeah, it, like I think a territory battle is reasonable, frankly. Yeah, yeah, oh. uh, it's it's gonna be coming hopefully. <laughs> okay, so speaking of territory battles, um, all right, so I I've been working slowly on the prestigious quests. Like they're they're not a priority; they're on the back burner. But I do have sure. them in mind. So. So I've been working on the fulcrum sets. Um, yeah. You know, okay. So the first one was like, okay, get Ahsoka fulcrum up to gear twelve. Uh, you know, like the gear twelve was the pinnacle back when they came out. Um, right. Twelve, and get a bunch of kills with her. Do some cool things with her. Um. So I, I did that, and then the the most recent level that I finished was you have to get five wins in territory wars using Cassian. So yeah. uh, what Hot Ski Patrol doesn't know is that all of my Sith Eternal squads on offense have had <laughs> <SDM>. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, there's been that. Uh, so I fi- finally beat that one. You know, you have to get Gassian to get yeah. is, You know, like, obviously everyone's going to be getting that eventually if you get Profundity. But... Um, so I got there, and then I was like, "Okay, what's next?" I was legitimately like, kind of giddy, like excited, like I'm not gonna even go looking up, looking up in advance. I'm just right. Gonna... So finally get it, finally get it. Um, like you have to finish 200 characters off with Cassian, and there was a really nice, uh, like kill eight troopers on level one in <laughs> challenges. So yeah, like, I ran through it, and I open it, and one of the requirements is you have to beat the wave six or sector six in hoth territory battles with rogue one. <laughs> oh and, man and i am well and truly stuck like yeah there's no there's no story of what hot ski patrol didn't realize was on day four i actually did the <laughs> rogue one right. like i did the rogue one mission like the, there's no sneaking that like there's just full stop like if i want to do a sacrifice a full light state territory battle oh man that was god when we were running um running 50 dead men ewok my biggest biggest pet peeve was everybody that would say yeah we want this title we don't we want to do hoth and I'd just be like, no, you are not you are not holding back me getting um any of the GET two ships so that you can get a stupid title 
and do your prestigious quest. Like that is not happening. <laughs> I'm just I'm always so frustrated by that stupid, stupid territory battle and quest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's unreasonable. It's just funny. I I don't know. It's just like these old these old pieces of con like. I wish that they would just make that Rogue One thing available just to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what What if you could practice Kiati Mundi, the cam mission? Oh, the, the problem is the people that would practice the Kiati Mundi cam missions would be the people that are already leading the Kiati Mundi missions. Oh, okay, okay. So you're right it, to some degree. I guess, I guess what I'm thinking of really, because I don't, I wouldn't do it. Like, right. screw that. I want to do that on my own time. I mean, it would be nice to experiment though in the future. Like, what if the next territory battle is is Endor and you have to use Ewoks to, you know, kill kill the Gorax or something? That's the yeah. like the Ewok movies. Um, but like you have to use Ewoks to slay the Gorax, and if you kill kill the Gorax, then you unlock shards of you know Sindel or something. Also from sure. the movie, and <clears throat> um, but like it would be nice when it was first released if that was just also available to practice. Sure. Instead of like, all right, guys, um, we don't know what we're doing, but we're gonna have to stream all fifty attacks with our guild, and we have to just like test it as we're going. Like, and if you fail, woe is you. We're gonna second guess you and your modding decision. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. I mean, that would be nice. I also don't want them spending all of their resource time on that. Right. Like if. If they if they're they have one event team and they can only put out one thing a year, I don't want it to be practice territory battles. Oh, uh, so yeah, I would like it to not be a low effort thing. If it, like right. you're right, if they were like, okay, guys, we can either get you like really epic, awesome event of of some sort, um, or we're gonna give let you practice territory battles for free. Like yeah, yeah. But I choose the first one every time. Uh, if it was that ultimatum, I just it would be nice. It seems like it's already in the game. It it doesn't. I don't know if it. It seems like you wouldn't have to do that much to give us access to it because we can play the Commander Luke missions all day if we want. So Commander Luke unlock missions. Right, but then think back to when we did the speed gag. And they wanted to change the time of the rounds. <laughs> and how much work they were like, yeah, no, we, we just can't do that because it would take way too much time and effort. Um, you know, what what sure. seems like it should be easy is not necessarily easy. Well, you, and you're right. I mean, they would have got, given us fleet loadouts. A long time ago, if right, it was simple like that. People are like, "Oh, they don't want anything good for us." I'm like, "They want us to play the game so that we can spend money. Like they want, they want good things for us in the sense that good things keep us in the game." 
Right. Yeah, they they are not actively trying to screw us uh, because they want you to spend money and you're not going to spend money if you're actively getting screwed, despite what Reddit will tell you. Um, so, you but, know. But anyway. Damn near anything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, we actually have a crap ton of podcast questions that we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes and should probably get to. And I mean, like, they're labeled, you know, A, B, C, D, and it's A through M right now. Like, that's how many podcast questions we got this week. So we should probably talk about them. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to get to double A's, but okay. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right, so <laughs> thematic right here. If Java has his own cam slash Watt style mission TV, which monster or boss would you like to take it or take him against? Hold on, if if who? If Java has like his own type of mission, because they said Java's getting his own mission. What what should be his opponent be? I think it should be the rebel heroes that that eventually ruin him. Yeah, I I agree. I I fully agree with that. Um, like maybe find a way to shoehorn in just like a one second cameo of Slave Leia just to just to appeal to the <laughs> crowd. I, lesser is probably not the right word, but like the the crowd that wants that sort of thing. The horny old men, that that crowd, um, right. uh, and the horny <laughs> medium aged men, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think what you really need to shoehorn in there into that mission is a uh, the ghost kick from Jedi Knight Luke on the skiff. The you know. I'm going to kick you and you're going to fall back even though you can see he never even comes close to making contact. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, gosh, that <laughs> that whole fight, there's, it's so problematic, man. I mean, <laughs> you just look at it from, so like, they, I don't know what, what their initiative back then was. I mean, this is before I was, they made the movie two years before I was born. Like, this is like one of my very favorite movies, but right. it was, you know, and in Return of the Jedi, Luke has Luke does all his fighting, and the only like the only time that anyone is in any kind of pain or like you know obvious discomfort, other than like the Sarlacc just dragging people in screaming, yeah. is it's like Leia killing Jabba and someone shooting Luke's hand. Like Luke is wielding his lightsaber, literally killing, just like butchering his way through Jabba's minions. Yeah, we never see a single dismemberment the entire time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which now I, I don't even care. I don't. I don't want that. But I was looking for it, and I was like, "There's literally nothing. There, there yeah. is nothing at all here. Like for for that. There's just like, and then you have a really brutal like Leia choking someone to death, like strangling them. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Why did you have one but not the other? It just seems inconsistent at this point. <laughs> yeah. Now imagine if that that movie was made today like that. And my God, people are like, "The Last Jedi is a better movie." <laughs> uh, yeah, 
used to be my favorite Star Wars movie. The more the more I watch it, I'm just like, dear Lord, I don't know. I, I still love elements of it for sure. Yeah. Like the very the first half of it though is not my favorite. Like the sheer horror of feeding sapient beings to a a monster just for fun so everyone can watch is horrifying to me now. I used to think it was cool when I was a kid. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's like what kind of what kind of psycho was was this movie training me to be? But... <laughs> what kind of psycho was Jared? There you go. Um Hmm. All right. So, uh, next, next question. Um, so with Datacrons, you have the ability to reroll, you know, Datacrons. Do you think the next, uh, mechanic will be rerolling mod stats? I hope not. And it's it's funny because the person that asked this question uh, put at the end, to be clear, I think that would be horrible to play, but <laughs> um, it's worth asking. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think they make so much money from people rolling mods that no, I don't think they would. Gosh. And Gom speaking evil into our lives in chat saying I think it's more likely we get level 12 datacrons. <laughs> oh, stop that. that evil on me, good old Maurice. <laughs> That's not okay. When was the last time someone used your full name? <laughs> that's, that's, now that's a question. Um, all right, when let's is... see. Next one. Which, oh, this is, I actually like this question. Which, <laughs> which uh, large faction, aka multi-team, would you like to see in the next Datacron set? And which single-team faction would you like to see in the next Datacron set? Ooh, I don't know. I'll let you answer that one first. So, um, for the multi-team faction, I would really like to see troopers. So, Empire is too big, right? So, I would love to see a trooper one where you have, and I don't know who it would be, but like the Iden team and the Piet team are just boosted. Like that would be fun because troopers are kind of worthless right now. Um, right now with the turn meter set and set two, yeah, right. I don't have much. So I definitely like to see troopers in terms of the single team. Um. Man, what what's a team that's kind of lost favor recently? Like everything else is kind of. I was gonna say geos, but that's been like a year or more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh... Uh... I mean, Droid is another like a multi-team one. Mandalorian, we already got. God no to Phoenix. Um, and Rebels are kind of right now. So, Jawas. I'm gonna go Jawas because I have I now have the full team at Relics. That's there. You go. Um, okay. Yeah, I I could see that. So you were saying that Empire is too big, but I mean, Rebels was was absolutely one of them. Yeah. Was, 
a full faction. So I, I don't think they'd be afraid to do Empire. Oh, I don't think they'd be afraid to. I just don't want them to. That's uh, <laughs> that, to be clear. That's what it was. Um, I think they absolutely will come out with an Empire at some point. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that, and then I think I think that the team that I would like, and I don't know how it would look, but um, I would like Bounty Hunters. To get okay. Their own. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Like it. I feel like that would be a really tricky one because we are it's already a mixed squad so if it's light and dark side like half the squad's gonna just have you know the level three boost and the other half won't at all but then but then level six they'd all share one right so one one thing i I do want to get out there that i I don't know if it is uh, like if everyone knows this but um for for the mandalorian one for instance this is another example of another mixed squad actually um so it, it is so people have been asking and this is a question that me and gom were actually asking before the season started was uh will the level six actually uh apply because level six just says mandalorian so it's it, you know level three is light or dark side as usual but then level six is mandalorian and it's like okay so if it's a light side mandalorian one then uh, you know that that's fine and all, but um, if it's a light side Mandalorian one, then the dark side ones don't get to do level three. However, does Maul or other dark side ones get to um, get to use the level six one? And the answer is yes, because it's a faction tag. It's not does yeah. has nothing. Level six has nothing to do with light or dark side. It has to do with which faction they are. So, you know, if we did bounty hunters. We have to be real selective in what we did for level one or level three. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Bounty hunters. I think that would be that would that would definitely be an interesting one to do. Um, yeah. All right. So let's see. Next next question. Uh, what other 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi tunes besides Endor Leia do you think are coming to the game? <laughs> Maybe we can get a Sarlacc, huh? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I do have to say, I do have to say my my four-year-old, so it was just my birthday the other day, and my four-year-old, um, you know, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't draw that well, of course. He just scribbles, sure. but... He he drew and it was like you can't tell. He just had to tell me, but um, he drew a duel between a rancor and a sarlacc. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Yeah, that's basically what it was: rancor versus sarlacc. I was like, that's pretty neat. Like, <laughs> just the fact that that's something he thought of. So, anyways, okay, continue. I'm sorry. Um. Well, no, just uh, do. You, uh... Other than a Sarlacc, do you think any we're going to see 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi tunes? Yeah, I I, I bet we will. I don't know. What did we get for Re- Empire Strikes Back, though? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I'd like to help. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, like, was, was that like Jedi Knight Luke? Was that when he was released? Uh... I just don't know. Um, it seems like it, though. Like The fact that they've mentioned it, the fact that it's on the radar, seems like, yeah, we'll probably get something. Like, 
Right. They, they left Return of the Jedi alone. Like they there's nothing from Return of the Jedi right now out except for like Jabba's coming out now. Like they're starting to, you know, and Skiff guard Lando. But yeah. But like for instance, a real easy one in my like I don't know how but how easy the kit would be to design, but like an easy character, slam dunk, that people would want to see is a scout trooper. Yeah. They they could have a special called Punching Baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, let's see, Gar had a cameo on Return of the Jedi. Oh, <laughs> uh, so and Jedi Knight Luke and Darth Darth Vader were both the the rework were both done around the the you know uh, the anniversary. Well, and to be clear, they haven't completely left Return of the People are like, Ewoks are part of it. Like, yeah, very clearly. Like, there's there are things from Return of the Jedi, but for the most part, like, the really iconic stuff, other than fleet stuff, like, they've left alone. Like, Home One, Executor, Akbar. Yeah. Sure, yeah. they Those are part of the Return of the Jedi, but I, I don't know. I, like... There's a huge amount of space available for them to design stuff in, in my opinion. Like they haven't overexplored it like a few of the other ones, I feel like. Yeah, I want you know who I want? Return of the Jedi Rex. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. And have, yeah. yeah. Um so he's he is my my pick for that. Um <laughs> epic yeah i'd be down yeah yeah i want post return of the jedi sabine i don't know i'm just making it like <laughs> we probably will actually get her in fact because the we sabine. probably will yeah speaking of which have you seen the the new sabine the the live action actress for sabine yeah yeah she looks exactly like sabine she does. <laughs> In terms of that, she was wonderfully cast. Right. Like, no, I, she seems nice too. Like, I like her attitude of, you know, like she wants to make sure she does a good job or whatever. Right. You know, some actresses, I'm like, or actors, at, you know, some people who have act, who act as a profession, I'm like, you know what? I don't have much faith in you. You you seem like you suck as a person. <laughs> but, like she she's someone I want to root for. Like she might be horrible, horrible at acting, but I, I do want her to succeed. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyways, we can reel it back. Anyways, so the yeah. lack of the lack of R nine and Java requirements so far make me wonder if he's going to have Omicrons. If the next set only has R7 and below, but Jabba has a few Omicrons, is that a reasonable trade? And how many Relic levels would an Omicron be worth? Uh, I really... So I, I think that the best way to do this is to prescribe a Jabba squad for each game mode that you want omicrons and then put those omicrons on the characters that are part of that prescribed java squad it's like it's like mon mothma for instance if you were like okay we you know if, if mon mothma was a galactic legend which i know that's silly but if she was then you'd say okay so 
the team that we typically want people to discover, you know, let the player base figure it out, but is is going to be like a team and a team comp involving Kyle Katarn, and then we'll give Kyle Katarn an Omicron for territory battles, you know, and you build the the, the Mon Mothma squad around it, you know, but and I, yeah. I feel like that's the way to do it for Java, like don't give him Omicrons, give the characters who are on his squad Omicrons and make yeah. that it. Yeah, I agree. And I can tell you, I would rather apply R9 to Java or any of his requirements over giving Omicrons to a GL. Um, I still stand pat that Omicrons are the worst thing that ever came into this game. And so if you start putting them on GLs and making the GLs not as good in certain game modes, I mean, that's just horrible. Like, just... Just horrible. Um, Man, I love Omicrons. I think they're really cool. No, you love the Omicron abilities. Like, do you do you truly enjoy the fact that they're only useful in one game mode? Uh, so, I like the fact that they can design things that aren't just overpowered in all game modes. They can give a character significance in one game mode while not sacrificing the ability to design more things in the other one. Like, I, I, it just, it seems like it's going to make the game live longer. And See, I, I feel I, like I, it's, I, I feel like it's going to make the game shorter, because I got to be honest with you, the only stress I have in this game is I can't enjoy this fun team because I want to enjoy the other game mode too. And they don't let me enjoy both game modes at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's valid. I I just don't. I like the resource allocation. Like you, you know, if you really want to do that, you have to make tough decisions. Like we used to have that decision making on Zetas. It used to be like, oh man, I am super excited to put this Zeta on this character, you know. But I have to make sure that that's the Zeta I want to put on that character because it it's an important choice. Yeah, but it's I mean, what? a year ago we talked about on this podcast of you know if there's going to come a time when people are going to want to join a tw guild and can't and we've reached that time because of omicrons it's i want i want to be at the top i want to be at the best too bad you can't be because because eight months ago you applied for omicrons wrong Mm -hmm. and it's what would you do if you were a guild leader and yep. you're recruiting and someone's like, hey, I put four four Zetas on like these four worthless characters and the only thing it cost me is that now my Galactic Legend Ray doesn't have any Zetas at all. You don't take them. Right. Like, you just say, like, well, go F yourself. But, but, so yeah, shallow. exactly. And so, but it's, like, why can't I enjoy both game modes? Why Why is the developer of a company that invests a ton of time into game modes telling me you're not allowed to enjoy one of these game modes? Well, what about my um, my alt? I can't I can't enjoy any game modes because I, I only have two GLs. <laughs> but that yeah. that's different like well, it's not it, it is it is actually different because 
I am I'm literally literally at the top. You and I are both over 10 million GP. There we're in the top one percent of the players in terms of roster size. And even here at the top one percent, CG is telling us you can't fully enjoy any game mode, all game modes at once. Like at some point, you're gonna have the problem of people saying if I can't enjoy all game modes, I'm not going to enjoy any game mode. Goodbye. And in fact, everybody that's quitting over Datacrons, they're the same people that two weeks before Datacrons came out said, I've invested heavily into TW and now I'm getting beat by schmucks in uh, GAC because they have Omicrons and I don't. And that... That's what dropped all of their morale in this game. And then Datacrons came out and they said, I'm not doing this. I'm gone. And it's not because of the Datacrons. It's because they were told, focus on one game mode because that's all you can do. And then they're getting beat by a bunch of jerks that just applied nothing but GAC Omicrons. And they're like, I can't be competitive anymore. I, I spent... $50,000 $50,000 in this game and I can't be competitive in both game modes. Why am I going to play? I mean, I think that there's also a certain level of unreasonableness on the and on the part of the big guilds. I mean, we, we have in chat, like Walks with Shadows, um, I'm assuming that you're with uh, the Clones Unleashed squad, uh, you know, guild, and they, they require five territory war omicrons and they beat ka which is one of the top territory war guilds like, wow but um I, but is one victory like they uh, well, okay, they beat so ka like, because it's mostly the ka players that left because they had tw omicrons and they they weren't comp- they weren't keeping up in gac all i'm saying is a uh, one of the top guild like so they can go toe-to-toe with a team with a guild like Ka. that's all i'm saying like even if Ka wins every other time or even if they would be caught every time like the fact that you know uh, one of the top five guilds in the game right now only requires five seems to me that if you require more than five it, it's it's more of a uh, like it's more of a top one percent problem like most guilds don't require that. Most guilds do just fine without them. I don't know. Husky Patrol doesn't do just fine without them, so there's that. But <laughs> Right, and, th- and that's what's happening, is how many guilds have we seen broke up, break up in the last three three to six weeks? Um, it's, it's not just because of Datacrons. It's this... It is this over like this sense of they made TW super important. They made GAC super important, but unless you spend a crap ton of money, you can't be competitive in both. It's, it's physically impossible without spending a crap ton of money to be competitive in both because Omicrons are legitimately segregating both, both versions of the important parts of the game. I mean, it, it's physically impossible to be hyper competitive in both without spending a lot of money because 
the people who are hyper competitive in both the people are the people who are spending a crap ton of money like you can't be competitive with people who are spending a ton of money unless you do the same i mean that's that's kind of the principle that's been part of the game forever i i guess i i can i can hear what you're saying i just uh, like i don't know i i see people you know they split their their omicrons i guess that it can be it can feel frustrating i i just whatever i'm not the right person to argue it frankly because i i just don't i don't split them i just put them on gac for the most part um like i've started to think about more on territory war and for the for the omicrons um i i am i just you know i it just seems to me like resource allocation is has always been a thing in this game and I don't mind having a difficult choice with that regard regarding that. But so with resource allocation, if you are the average person and you split between both game modes, you'll be you won't be competitive in either. I mean, Gom doesn't have one on Wampa or Qui-Gon Jinn, and he still is in the hundred top one hundred. I, yeah, and there's going to be people that flash in, and then they're going to go 0-3 for a week. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's... And that's also because that's that's the ironic part about these Omicrons, is they're so... They're such flash in the pan in GAC. Like, they are total flash in the pan GAC type things. It's like, they they come in hot for one GAC... They get figured out and then they flash out. Not all of them, like Star Killer, obviously, Malgus is gonna last, but most of these Omicrons are like a flash in the pan and then they're gone. Even even in TW, Ahsoka Tano, um, the Fulcrum one, she her entire Omicron next month is going to be you can't put down EP Star Killer anymore. Uh, that that's the that that is going to be the entire point of her Omicron. It's barely going to get used in TW at the top. Again, it's it's like Wampa, where lower down it's going to get used for months upon years, but at the top it's going to be gone in a month. Um, that and that's the worst part about this is these Omicrons are like these Omicrons are more temporary than Datacrons, and people don't realize it yet. Mm, I don't know. I you you keep saying like Qui Gon Jinn is totally irrelevant, um, you know, or Wampa or whatever, and you know, to some degree, you're you're right. Like they're less good to some degree, like just because of power creep or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also don't. I guess I don't I don't see them all just fading. Like I I use. I used Zam the other day. Um, I mean, I've used I've used Zam quite a bit actually. This this five v five GAC. So yeah, I, I and I, I specified that like it's not all of them, but I mean, with with the Qui Gon to make your Qui Gon good, you have two plus one hundred and forty sets that aren't speed sets and a plus one hundred and fifty speed set on it, and it it kept him relevant, but the cost is like how high, right? Just just to make that Omicron relevant. 
Well, I mean, to make it super relevant, though. Like, if you wanted to keep it on offense, then it's less. It doesn't matter as much. I, I, whatever. Like that—that's semantics. I—I don't—I don't feel like. I, I guess I just don't feel like it's going to be like uh, they don't seem like flashes in the pan to me though I guess to some degree I mean certain characters are just gonna fall out of it, it you know like like Zetas some how many Zetas are we have we been excited to apply that we're like oh well that's not as cool like, like the Karth Zeta cool like I got a lot of use out of that the, the Grandmaster lead Yoda Grandmaster Yoda lead Zeta um anyways just um I, I i don't think that there is temporary as datacrons like they, they don't datacrons are three months right now at least yeah Probably gone a little bit for longer than that but we've kind of gone far afield i you know i i do think that there's a certain legitimate point to uh, you know making omicrons more accessible to people like they they could solve a lot of issues and frustration if they just made them a little easier to farm frankly right. especially when you're releasing for a month which they are they're releasing it basically for a month because it's to come out you know two individual characters come out every month and then there's a character with multiple on them and the irony, the irony is Datacrons is what actually helps balance out the Omicrons, but everybody hates Datacrons and don't realize that they're just basically three-month Omicrons. I mean, that's basically what they are in a lot of ways. There are also ways to force an account into putting relics on teams that you don't want to put relics on. Well, that like, too. I, I don't know. So, you know, Crumb did that interview the other day, and the only question that I really didn't like from him, like, the, the only answer that I didn't like, like, they, you know, they asked Crumb about relic levels, like, why can't we put Datacrons on teams that don't have Relic 3? Like, what if I just have a full Jedi Revan team at Relic 5 and a Jolie at Gear 11? Why can't I put my my datacrons on that team and then the four that aren't jolie will get the bonuses and jolie just sits out like a nerd and and crumb's response was like well like he was playing off of something that they'd said before but he's like wouldn't that just make everything way more complicated <laughs> i mean he's also right by that though i mean the the and people the people are complaining that it's too complicated. They're like, man, I have to use this on every team. And then if you let people use it on every team, I mean, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other there. Yeah, I, I just didn't love the fact that it, like, I I think that they're, I don't think they're worried about complexity. Like, they introduced Datacrons in the first place. Like, they're like, oh no, we don't want them to be too confusing. Like, too late. You already released data crons. Like that, they're already really complex, and that little little thing is best. Like that little thing is not really going to confuse people that much. In fact, it confuses more people. I think that like it's on an intuitive level, it doesn't make much sense to me. It's like, well, you like the presence of what character completely invalidates the usefulness of a data cron entirely. 
like it, it to me that that doesn't make much sense but i don't know like to me it just seems like cg is saying hey let's um let's do uh you know let's let's force people to put relics on characters that they don't want to put relics on and let's put the let's let's give them a sense of a sense of urgency like you have to do it now or you're not going to get use of it yeah i i mean i specifically didn't go after a night sister one because i'm not relic sevening somebody when the java requirements are out here and by the time the java requirement or if we get java and gear them up um that cron is basically dead so that is uh, the specific reason i didn't go after a level nine i have two i have two night sister ones but i don't have a level nine and i probably never will uh for the night sisters because they're they're just not getting resources <laughs> the irony is um cg could have made more off of me if i was going after a level nine one but they they their release timing has made it so they're not going to i know i'm sad about that like i i would love to get my nice sisters all up to relic seven and just like you know have have a really awesome team but you know what i have right now will have to suffice <laughs> right um i will diminish and go into the west uh um, so speaking of Omicrons, right now, would you we've had a week of Malgus. Would you apply all the Omicrons? <laughs> I, so I I don't know. Fight, fighting him, I haven't had enough experience yet in being able to see like, oh hey, here's this Omicron in action. I do know that if you put the Datacron on him. It just invalidates his special Omicron. So, like, that one you can hold off on, at least, if you get the level 9 Cron for Malgus. But <laughs> he just spams his he, he just spams his big hit, which is what the what, which is the thing you want him to spam, I think, but... Uh, the other... Right, I mean, <laughs> yes. But it make, completely invalidates that Omicron for three months. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so... Otherwise, I I don't know. What do you think? Uh, right now, I honestly wouldn't apply any but the lead. And then the second the Krons die, I would apply the special in a heartbeat. But before the Krons die, I think the lead is enough. Um, sure. I mean, we'll have to see. I, I feel like the unique it's it's just tough to see it's tough for me to to be able to say like oh yeah this was way easier because they didn't have the unique or etc like I, I don't have enough points of data yet like every malik or malgus squad that we faced that i faced so far i've been like that was miserable as hell <laughs> and right. then i'm like then I have to go back. I'm like, oh, that was miserable as hell. And they didn't even have X thing that I would have thought would make it more miserable. So, yeah, I mean, in that vein, probably just the lead is is sufficient. I would say, I would, 
like it's almost apples and oranges, but I would almost say like focus on Relic Nine for him first before you get the M- the other. Oh yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, like the thing is, they're not mutually like they they don't use the same resource type at all, so you can do both and be working it on both at the same time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. That that's fair. Fair as well. Um. All right. Three fleet questions. Uh, oh, does yay. does Seven Star Outrider have a, a home on Home One Fleets? Um, I've heard, and I, I haven't seen video of it yet. I've heard that they kill the triple executor attacker, um, pretty consistently. But I don't know. People say that, and then no one ever links me, and I haven't been able to search it either. So, right. There's that, and then it will have instant value with profundity, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but currently, no. Just just leave it on the bench, please. <laughs> right. That's agreed. Um, all right. What other pilots do you think will be needed for the profundity? Oh, like, what's, what's the eventual team comp? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I have thoughts. I don't. I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> but I think Phoenix is going to be needed. <laughs> yeah, you're dirty. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I, I, I do. I do. I think. I think Phoenix is going to be needed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so. They've handed it too many things to make it unobvious. So they've said basically that the U-wings would be good with profundity. Yeah. And they've implied that Millennium Falcon is going to be required for profundity. And that's why we have the claw, uh, you know, released for, for home to be, to right. Kind of place. So I think that, I think maybe like the rebel, y-wing because then we can have a tank um and then yeah phoenix and then we have too many ships so i don't know Uh, yeah i i do think i think we're gonna use cassian on it um i can Mm -hmm. say that i i do think cat we're gonna use cassian on it um i want cassian for all of my fleets i would take cassian with empire i would take cassian with negotiator i would take cassian with finalizer, I would take him. I feel like I'm the opposite of green eggs and ham right now. <laughs> yes, I uh, would take him on a on a train, and that that's uh, that sounds dirty, but um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Cassian, uh, the old Republic ship, and Gar, and not even just to appease Prime Force. I legitimately would take Gar on every fleet. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Those two and Plo. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, so I guess Gar kind of does the same thing as Plo. So we we could he take. Does. Which one did you choose? If you had to choose between Plo and Gar as your plug and play for every single fleet, which one would you choose? Probably Gar, because he. So he's he's got the buff immunity. 
he hits harder, um, and he gives protection up as well, so he can save banners. He also has a refreshable cleanse. Like Plo he comes does. in and heals. Uh, Guard does the same, but it's on cooldown as opposed to just being a reinforcement. Right. Ability. Yep. And and he feeds turn meter when he hits somebody that's target locked as well. So he does turn meter manipulation as well. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about him is it's two characters that earmuffs prime. <laughs> um, two characters that suck total ass. They're, they're horrifyingly bad. Yeah. But right. They might get a turd polisher. Okay. Earmuffs prime. Um, <laughs> at some point, they hopefully they get they get someone to help them but right now they don't have any help and it, you know but yeah. Re- relic 560 mods hurry up <laughs> oh um all right so last fleet question thank god do you think they'll implement three fleets in erodium and two fleets in bronzium no yeah i agree i agree uh because Rosters are never going to be big there, and you can't. Yeah, like people in there just can't place those fleets. Oh, it is already unreasonable, unreasonably bad. Like uh, the only reason, you know, when I was playing the Prevail Man account, yeah, the only reason I was able to win in a lot of my fights was because I had focus on fleets early on yeah like so i had i had good fleets and there are people there are people who are in uh what, what's it chromium that's hold on the one erodium erodium has two fleets right now there are people in erodium who only have three total fleets yeah yeah and, and they have to use four so like you have this funny situation where you get to the fleet zone and you just auto get a hard max win yeah <laughs> they have to do for offense if they want to have a chance of winning. oh uh, yeah uh and so yeah I, I i don't think it ever i don't think it ever comes in you know the the three fleets in erodium i i think that's just asking too much I think, oh, so here's an interesting thought. So, you know, Kyber 1 is shrinking right now. Yeah. And, um, I mean, everyone's speculating on different things. It's very very interesting, actually, how many conclusions people have taken. Um, But the people I tend to trust, the people who work with statistics a lot, and people who, I don't know, are, are trying to, that I believe are trying to actually find the truth, they say that it's the skill squish. Yeah. That, PG is conscious, consciously trying to push people out of Kyber 1 and Kyber 2, like making Kyber, the, the various Kybers more exclusive. And I'm wondering if that has to do with eventually restructuring what they're going to do for like Kyber 1 and Kyber 2. Like, would it be plausible for them to make it so that in Kyber 2, or sorry, in Kyber 1, for instance, you have to have four fleets in the fleet zone or something? It could be. I mean, we're not there. We're not there yet, but it very well could be them pre-planning, right? Or or just making it so that Kyber One 
it's like okay you want to get to kyber one great like you have you have to also deploy like another five squads beyond who <laughs> has or something yeah yeah um and it, it very well could be uh that they're they're getting ready to break off kyber one or two i did think that kyber one was very large when they first started so them shrinking it doesn't surprise me a lot no, it's not that surprising. I, I, there could be a lot of different, like even reasonable reasons for them doing it, you know, or yeah. unreasonable reasons. They could just be like, you know what, we just want a few less crystals floating around. So, like, screw the player base. <laughs> right. You know, like, there, there's a lot of reasons, and my my theory is is just that. I just just threw it out there, but just an interesting thing to think about is all. Yeah, it is. Um... All right, the final question. <laughs> spent spent fifty minutes on podcast questions today. Um, final question was just about because I mentioned a Ray Bam team with Super Bam that's going to piss a lot of people off, and they want an elaboration on the team. And I mean, it's as simple as once the Ray Crown is gone and the Bam Crown's alive, it's just Ray Bam, Ig Queel Vandor. And you're not killing Bam before he gets whistling birds off. And Vandor. So the problem is, well, you'll have the AOE from. Um, I, you might not get to twenty whistling birds, but you're going to have to fight off Bam doing his whistling birds, applying healing immunity, and then Ray coming out of the hole. Uh, so before Datacrons. On my alt account, when I ran it, I would every single time put JML up front and then put Ray Bam in back. And I got a hold with Ray every single damn time. And now you can't kill Bam when he goes into whistling birds. Like that's that's the team. Um, yeah, good luck not- beating it. Because... <laughs> If you don't, if you don't one shot Bam from full health to dead, he's gonna get damage immunity. He's gonna take his bonus turn, go into birds, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're gonna have a bad day. Yes, that may end up being a very expensive team. It might that may end up being like Jedi Knight Luke on the Jedi Master Luke, where it's just like the super team because Bam Bam can kill a lot of things, but man. If you trap somebody with that in the back, it's it's going to be interesting. Oh, you're totally right. I mean, I can't roll it to, for my life. I I, I, I couldn't I, either. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have the bam nuke. I I just don't. I can't get it. Um, I think I have one more attempt. I think yeah. I have just enough mats for one more roll. And I guess I'll try, but I disapprove of how difficult it is. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I I don't like that some datacrons are weighted above the others. Like, you know, CG's already admitted that they do. I don't like that some of them are rare, especially because they're not communicated as rare initially. Yeah, I... Well, so what's interesting to me is... I really want to know which ones are the ones that are weighted because I've pulled Malgus cooldown reduction three times 
Like oh, you would yeah. think I... that that would be one of the heavily weighted ones, right? Yeah. No, my <laughs> alt that one as well. Like I, I, I am, I have now rolled three times of that one. Yeah. Without dying. Right, and I've gotten I've gotten every single Sith Eternal one without a lot of rerolls. Um. I haven't seen the twenty percent one yet. Oh, I so what's funny is I rolled off of amalgus cooldown reduction one to get the twenty percent one. <laughs> and it was my second it was my second reroll. Nice. Yeah, I actually got the Sith Eternal twenty percent one uh, on my alt, and I was like, Oh, that's that's uh the most worthless thing in the world. <laughs> Fair. So well, so here here's a fun question to end us tonight. Um, which one do you think is the best, and which one do you think is the worst for Sith Eternal? I mean, you and I have talked about it, and I'd be interested to see if you've changed your mind. But I I just like the six percent one. I mean it. It looks way less flashy, but I'll tell you what, when I used Supreme Leader Kylo against that against that Sith Eternal squad, I took a ton of turns, actually. Yeah. Like like so many turns before he even got his ult at all. Like I had already killed a bunch of Sith. Even though he started with 80% ultimate charge. Like it, it right. was it was very silly to me how easily I was able to take a lot of those turns. So I think the six percent just makes it. I mean, no one realizes just how impactful it is when everyone is deceived and takes a turn, and you get eight percent every single time one of those guys goes. Right. Yeah. On the link. So I, I still think the six percent is the best, and I placed. So I have, I had the twenty percent going into the week. I still placed the six percent on defense, and every time it still nuked people. Um. But I actually think the twenty percent one is the worst of the three. The other one is like he's more survivable. It's it essentially equates to what forty five percent extra health on him. I mean that's that's not the it's, worst ever, but it's uh, it's forty five percent extra health and forty five percent damage reduction. I mean that's that's decent. Um, so that one's though that one's beating Super Ray. <laughs> okay. So that and that that's why I'm saying it because that that beats Super Ray. The six percent beats um, Jedi Master Kenobi is just as easily as the twenty percent one does because I oh. I've been doing it in Arena. Um, yeah, it's it's super. Yeah, it, you. It's not overkill because because your whole team gets killed first, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's fairly easy now. But the twenty percent. My problem with the twenty percent is if you take it on offense, it's expensive banner wise because you're losing your entire team no matter who you fight. Um, and if you don't lose your entire team, you probably weren't fighting somebody that's worth it. And then uh, on defense. Like you, you'll need you'll nuke two people on the other team, 
but so is my 6% one. So all you're right. doing is you're getting the same result and, lim and limiting yourself to only Sith. Um, so I think, I actually think the 20% one is the one that most people were chasing first. And I think it's, it's at the bottom of the list. I actually agree with you on that. I mean, I'd have to think personally about the, the, you know, resilience version. But I mean, it makes sense that it's killing Nuke Ray. So uh, that's 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 pretty yeah. interesting. I like that. I like yeah. that. Like, because that was actually the first one that caught my eye. In the yeah. News. I was like, oh, this looks so mediocre. Oh, the Sith Eternal twenty percent one looks great. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I think that people also just don't realize just how often they don't use Sith Eternal with uh, Sith. Oh yeah, right. Sith Eternal was basically to... made <laughs> to not go with Sith, which is ironic. Um, right, like it's nice to have a Sith saved my bacon the other day. Like I, I put Dooku on the squad. Um, yeah. And they they had almost killed all of Sith Eternal. It was a it was against a repost uh, Jedi Master Luke team. Yeah, they were just about to kill him. He was in red, and then one of them had a moment of indiscretion and killed Dooku instead. <laughs> and Sith Eternal went full health and magically evaporated the whole team. Oh man, funny how that works, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was just like oops, At, like having that one Sith on there. Well, because I was watching the replay, I was like, oh, I only put one Sith in here and he's not even a tank. Like, that was... A... <laughs> uh, but but it yeah. ended up being the thing that saved me at, in the long run. So, right. it feels like having some Sith, but you're right. Like, I always put Gar with him just to placate Prime, but also, <laughs> he, he is a tank and right. you kind of want... You're going to want him to, to fold in on, on a lot of those comps because you want armor to get her third stack, and so you want... You want something bit like a big hit to seriously compromise Gar's uh, position. You want you want him to give that extra stack of best guarding good to to uh, armor. So right, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, th I think I think it's funny because well, and I originally read it, and, and I, I don't think I'm alone here. I originally read it as he would get instant ult. I thought it was 100% because I thought it included him as well. Yeah, that would be different. I, th I think it would, yeah. Like, this this one, he could he could potentially take several turns before he actually gets his ult in this case. Yeah, right. And so the other part about the 20% is that he, he enters ult and immediately gets a bonus turn. If you yeah. use armor or if you use what? That doesn't apply. Um, what do you so, what do you mean? What, like, that... if you're, let's say you use Sith Eternal plus three Sith and Watt. Um, oh, it's like you have to have a full team of Sith, whether it's yep. 3v3 or 5 has to be full team Sith. Yeah, if you don't have a full team of Sith, you don't get the bonus turn. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Actually, I overheard, or maybe I overread a conversation I said. I think they were talking about it, but it was more skimming than reading. So, uh, Yeah, because Calvin, Calvin today said it in chat, and then I was like, 
That doesn't sound right. So I tested it, and you don't you don't get the bonus turn. Damn it all, Calvin. Being right again. Well, he wasn't. That was the fun part. It was one of the few times that he wasn't. Oh, that's... But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're not right every time. Apparently. <laughs> uh, Compared to me, you are. They're just dead. Someone <laughs> left a comment on my YouTube channel. I, I, I made a video called Prove Me Wrong, and it was like, General Grievous isn't good on defense. And it, I always overstate these things. Like, of course. I just want people to engage and just get all pissed off at these things because then they want to come and talk to me. Uh, you know, like engage, like it's, yeah. it's but then then it's engagement, you know, like people people want right. that. So but someone just like declined to engage. They were just like, Zareth, you're wrong so often that the baseline shouldn't be that we have to prove that you're wrong. <laughs> was like that guy's a dick but i mean i am wrong you know sometimes yeah. definitely more than i'd like to admit so <laughs> oh so actually damn it i thought we were done with podcast questions there's one other podcast question that i skipped over because it wasn't game related and i was saving for the end um oh. how does content creation add or detract from your enjoyment of the game Oh, geez. Why don't you go first? Um, so I'll say content creation probably has kept me in this game because there's been a couple of points where I got just really bored because it's the same. You see the same thing over and over again. But streaming is fun because even though you're fighting the same teams, you're at least having conversations with people while doing it. Um, I don't put out YouTube videos because it's frankly way too much work that I don't have time for. So I, I spend a lot less time than you do. <laughs> um, but I think overall it's a net positive for me. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't do the part that would make it a negative. Cause I tried, I tried to do the YouTube videos and it was way too much time, way too much effort. I, if, if I had continued doing YouTube videos, I've, probably would not be in this game anymore so um but i love the part that i actually do um so that's it, it it's a overall positive for me yeah i i like doing it i mean it could be a little stressful at times doing the daily content stuff but that's a pressure i put on myself like no one's obviously no one's requiring me to do it um you know, and, and typically they're just stuff I want to do. It just costs me sleep is the thing that, that's bad right. about it. Let's say the thing that I like the most, though, I, I love streams and trying to problem solve in front of people and like having it be a somewhat collaborative effort. Like one of my very favorite things in this world actually is going is going to escape rooms. And, you know, I, I've done I've done, done a ton of escape rooms over the yeah. course, you know, however you know, it's double digits, you know, pretty far into the double digits at this point. And so, you know, I, I love doing those, but they're, they're like one hour and then, then you're done. And I, we even play like the, the board game, escape room games, yeah. especially COVID hit. Like there, there's a lot of really cool ones. Um, and honestly, there's something about GAC that's somewhat reminiscent of that for me of like, yes, I'm the one controlling it. I'm the one with the power people, but people are always like hey what about this team what about this and even if that even if it doesn't work even if it makes no sense like 
they're still contributing and we're all, you know, we're having this discussion on how to solve the board, how to solve this problem. And to me, I, I love that. I love the idea of, you know, we're all working together a little bit and mostly like, I don't, I also don't want to be the guy who just like takes suggestions from someone in chat uh, or even just on the stream and says like, Oh, you want me to take this against this? Okay, I'll do that. Okay, can you give me a play-by-play? -play? Like, I don't, I don't want to give, I don't want to be in the the situation where I'm just, you know, being a puppet or whatever. Sure. I just, I just really enjoy that collaborative thing of, you know, hey, you know, we have a Sith Eternal to beat. Like, does Wampa work? No. Okay. <laughs> what about, you know, what about killing the ads and then using Wampa? You know, like we're trying to figure it out, and yeah, I I love that part. And then it is just fun. like you make a you make a YouTube video, and my very favorite is trying to figure out like the nonlinear responses that people give. <laughs> yeah, to, you, know, you post a video on something, and you're like, I bet that they're gonna say you know stuff about this about a totally like seemingly unrelated thing, and. Sometimes you can you could actually predict it. It's, it's kind of fun, like trying to figure <laughs> out what to react. It's it's good times. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel special because I'm one of the like I, I've got past 10k view or subs, which you know not a lot of people have done on. You know, it's not just a thing that someone can idly do. Just like oh, I think today I'm going to try to go for 10k subs. Like it's, it's, <laughs> right. And, if you, it really is a true source of pride and accomplishment for me. That's you know, yeah, as well as well you should be. I mean, that's that's a big number. Yeah, thanks, man. I I know that that was kind of bragging. I just it it, it feels good, you know. And it, it wasn't just if you feel proud about something. I I don't know. Yeah, out of it doesn't mean you have to be prideful about it. Anyways, right. Anyways, um, so with that said, we've been going for two and a half hours. <laughs> we really? I we have been. been. We have. Um, so we should probably we should probably wrap it up here. Um, so real quick, Zareth, you are off working, so you are not streaming on Wednesday, correct? Correct. Though so I should be back on Friday for fight night and then probably saturday so fight night and then my alt stream that friday night and then saturday morning for my main account stream all right um i will be active on wednesday night for streaming and uh then active for fight night as well and so with that said thank you so much to everyone joining us on this lovely podcast and um Remember that evil sucks. Guys, don't be dicks. <laughs> <laughs>